This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Brought to you by Canada Post. Head to canadapost.ca forward slash insight podcast for ideas to add value to your marketing. Thanks everyone for coming to Marketing Jam. We are so excited for this week's episode. Uh, thanks again to Canada Post uh, and their support of this show. Uh, Insight Magazine is the magazine that they put out for agencies and marketers and small business owners for ideas, inspiration, stories, um, incredible research on what marketing is working for small business owners right across the country and around the world. Make sure you subscribe, link in the bio. Uh, and without further ado, I want to introduce our guest. So Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It means a lot. To thank you, you so much, Darian. It's yeah, great to be here with you. I'm thrilled. Uh, I'm excited to be talking to you and your incredible audience. So those that are in Canada will know what an MP is. Those that are in the United Kingdom will know what an MP is, but those that are in the United States will not. So explain kind of who you are and your role in, in the government of our great country here in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a member of parliament and uh, there's 338 of us across uh, Canada and I represent one riding. It's Markham Thornhill uh, in the in the U.S. It would be uh, it'd be a congressperson, I guess, is, uh, is probably uh, in, in equivalent. Uh, and uh, and so I represent a particular uh, riding. But as uh, uh, our government, of course, uh, is uh, is the majority right now, uh, we are actually in a minority government, but we uh, but we are the governing party. And uh, and and the prime minister of the country appoints a cabinet, and I'm one member of that federal cabinet. And uh, the responsibility or the file he has given to me to work on on behalf of all Canadians is small business, expert promotion, and international trade. So my job is to help Canadian companies start up, scale up, access to new markets, and to work internationally to make sure that they know Canada is a great place to invest in, a great place to do business, and that we want to do business uh, with uh, with partners around the world. Which I, I think part of my excitement of having you on the show, I, again, we're not a political show uh, ever. We've, we've never had a politician on the show before. But you, the way that you fight for and advocate for small businesses right across the country is incredible. And I'd love for you to talk about some of the resources that are available from the government for small businesses right across the country right now. And, and where do they go to access these? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when COVID-19 hit, it has been so difficult for so many of our businesses across the country, literally from coast to coast to coast. And um, just to give you how important, like a sense of how important small businesses are in this country. And I would say that that's the case as well in many countries. Uh, when I talk to international colleagues, um, we have one thing in common. Um, small businesses really uh, are the hearts of so many of our communities. In Canada, small businesses are 98% of all businesses in Canada. When you say small and medium-sized businesses, so when you see here SMEs, Canadian SMEs make up 99% of all uh, businesses in the country. So that's how important they are. And uh, during COVID-19, it's a global pandemic. Um, shout out to Canadians because Canadians have come together to flatten this curve by staying home, uh, by listening to public health officials and uh, by doing all, all of our parts 
to make sure that we are flattening this curve. But businesses have been particularly impacted, particularly small businesses. I mean, what what street have you gone down? What main street have you walked down where you haven't seen a business that was thriving one day and then had to do their part in COVID-19 and close their doors? So, um, so my job is to help those businesses weather through this period. I've often said my job is to save as many jobs and to save as many businesses as we can and create that support for them during this time. Um, talking to businesses across the country, they said, here are the things that are really important to us. Help us keep our teams. Human capital and our talent and our teams are just so important. And when we have to close our doors or we have to scale down significantly, we need to keep our teams together. So that's why the government of Canada introduced the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, where the Canadian government pays 75%, 75% of the employee's salary, up to $847. Um, but that was really important because I've heard from companies, especially now, as they're slowly restarting, safely restarting, that, um, that during this time, because the company and their employees got to stay together, they were able to do other things like pivoting and thinking about how to how to come out of this. So one, so that was really really important. The other thing I heard from businesses was, we have bills to pay. Help us with these bills. Like I've got to pay rent. I have to still pay for insurance. I have to pay for operating expenditures, like what we call non-deferrable expenses. Like these are bills that come in every single month. And yes, even though um, you know we've had partners in the provinces or banks and others who have helped defer or create like arrangements for businesses, we needed to come in and um, and we did come in with a forty thousand dollar interest-free loan, and ten thousand dollars of that is forgivable. So twenty-five percent is forgivable if you're able to pay it back in two and a half years from now. So at the end of 2022, if you're able to pay back this $40,000, $10,000 of it is forgivable. And to date, almost 700,000 businesses, almost 700,000 businesses across Canada, think about it, has taken this loan and they're using this loan to pay for those expenses uh, to help them weather through this period. The other thing we did was help businesses keep their costs low. So we deferred things like tax payments, like GST and HST is what it's called in Canada, um, customs duties payments. That's helping over 3 million businesses in the country. It's equivalent to a $30 billion interest-free loan. That's the order of magnitude we're talking about. So helping our businesses um, with those costs, the, the Canadian Emergency Rental Assistance Program, the Commercial Rent Program. So this is uh, an area of provincial jurisdiction uh, we've worked with the provinces so that we could put a program uh, where landlords and, uh, you know, would apply. They would get 50 percent of uh, that, uh, you know, that rent payment uh, forgiven if they passed on 75 percent to savings discount, rent discount to the hardest hit business tenants, those tenants that they have. So we are seeing businesses and landlords being helped there as well. Mm -hmm. But that's, again, helping with costs helping keep costs low. And um, and the country, our country is really big um, and from coast to coast. And not all businesses are the same. Not all provinces are the same. We have urban communities. We have rural communities. So helping with the rural, uh, regional rural relief fund as well. Um, in BC, it's Community Futures, uh, along with WD, so Western, uh, you know, Western Development, Economic Development, and making sure that our businesses, that the range of businesses were supported. You also have an incredible high tech, like high tech, high growth 
innovative companies, making sure that they are supported. So not, you know, I mean, so the it, it really is comprehensive. And for me, the very last point, women entrepreneurs, Indigenous entrepreneurs. It's very important for the government of Canada that during COVID-19, that what we have invested in and where we placed incredible importance, which is the growth of our, what we call inclusive growth. These are women entrepreneurs, indigenous entrepreneurs, racialized entrepreneurs, that they don't fall between the gaps during COVID-19, making sure that there is additional support. So the point is helping businesses bridge through this period so that we can get to a safe restart uh, and we'll come bouncing back. There's no question about it. It's going to take time and work, but, uh, but just a range of uh, a range of supports for businesses uh, during this time. So if I'm a, a business owner now or an uh, agency owner or someone working in a company that maybe hasn't accessed these yet, where's the best place to go? Like, is it my local chamber of commerce, board of trade? Do I go to a government website? What, yeah. What's your advice? Well, in fact, all of those. I mean, and, uh, and, um, and, and the reason I say all of it uh, is because we've also been very deliberate. I've been very deliberate at making sure that I partner because uh, partner locally, because as a federal government, you have the entire country. So you want to make sure that we are partnering with local boards of trades, local chambers of commerces. But the place to go, the federal government is just Canada.ca forward slash coronavirus. That's it. Uh, or maybe now it's actually called COVID-19, so forward slash COVID-19. But if you just, you know, if you type in your search engine, uh, yeah. you know, ca- you know, Government of Canada business supports, that'll get you there. I also have a Canada business app, uh, a Canada business app that you can download on uh, on on your smartphone, on your iPhone, uh, or on your on your Android device. Just download it, and uh, and and it will now. So we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get information out as best as possible. But you know, but this is also a program targeted at some of the very best people at being able to get the word out. So get the word out because I want our businesses uh, to know that we're there and uh, the work isn't done by the way, we're going to have to keep working on this and, and uh, to support businesses as we get through this safe restart. I have a, there's a company I subscribe to called granted.ca out of Vancouver here uh, run by Stephanie Sang, and mm-hmm. she sends me these weekly emails that summarizes all the grants that are available. It's been really great. So I, I, I'm sure it applies right across the country, but uh, granted.ca is kind of like a grant uh, eHarmony, you could say. She helps <laughs> connect people. Yeah. I think that's terrific. Um, and, uh, and what I've seen from businesses and the really incredible work that they are doing, but drawing on supports like, you know, grants.ca um, is, uh, is, is how uh, it's, it's really heartening to see how people have adapted. I mean, entrepreneurs and business owners are by their very nature in their DNA, creative and uh, go-getting, and they're constantly finding sort of that next idea or that next solution. That's one of the most exciting things I have seen in this. You know, it's sort of the silver lining in in what has been a very tough, tough time for so many Canadian families. Uh, but uh, but we're seeing that, and I, I hope to see more. So when you were in university, Mary, I, I, I'm curious to know, did you think one day you would be an MP helping the country through a pandemic? Or, or how did you get to this point today in your journey? Yeah, well, uh, the answer is no. <laughs> and, uh, but but what, what always drove me was uh, in service of people. 
So throughout my career, I mean, um, you know, 20 years of it, uh, over 20 years of it, it really has been in the service of people. So whether it's been in, you know, in an educational institution, creating an incredible incubator that just, you know, brought out the very best in our young people and learn how to support, uh, you know, that kind of innovation and that kind of growth or, um, or, you know, I grew up actually, uh, my family immigrated to Canada when I was quite young. And, uh, and I think my story is probably very similar to so many stories across the country. Um, a new immigrant coming to this country, I grew up in a small business. And in fact, that is very much a lens that I had put to this t- very urgent time. Um, you know, my parents had a small Chinese restaurant. They came to Canada to give us a better life. They, they worked uh, in their business. We worked in the business as well growing up. Yeah. And the lens I often sort of put on when, when, um, when it's been tough is, my goodness, what would happen? What would have happened then? And what would it be? What would what would people like my parents and so many other Canadians need right now? And uh, but it was a really but really it's in service of people. But why? What was what was it that caused me to run for public office? It's because I believe you have to see it to be it. And if I look mm-hmm. around, there are not a lot of um, federal cabinet ministers who look like me, or in fact, even members of, you know. The federal, uh, you know, federal parliament, or or at all jurisdictions, and I think that Canada is made up of such, in it, you know, I grew up in Canada, uh, learning how to be proud of my heritage and to be an incredible, uh, proud Canadian, giving to mm-hmm. you know, giving back to my country and just you know, and thriving uh, in Canada, um, yeah. and. And, you know, and growing up in, in, in a very sort of diverse, uh, you know, in diverse communities, you're, you're here, uh, you're growing up with people who literally yeah. come from all, from everywhere around the world and learning from Indigenous friends uh, and uh, what, uh, uh, you know, the, the stories of, you know, the stories, uh, the stories of the land. And in fact, I think we could do a lot more of that um, because as a new immigrant coming to Canada, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. always know all the full stories. And I think that mm-hmm. storytelling is just so incredible to uh, to the history of our country. But the reason I ran was, um, was it's really important for Canadian institutions, especially that uh, at all levels of government, to have people in it that have the experience, which is an experience uh, like mine and like others. So around my cabinet table, I mean, the prime minister, uh, the prime minister has a gender parity cabinet. Half of us are female. The other half are men. Uh, We have... uh, we have, uh, I have, uh, you know, I have an indigenous colleagues. I have colleagues, uh, you know, from, you know, that are represented, uh, you know, their heritage is from other parts of the world and extraordinary Canadians. So in service of public and to be uh, at a decision-making table and to be so humble to do the file that I've been given the privilege to serve in, um, I hope I will do Canadians proud by, uh, by, by helping our businesses during this time and certainly beyond this to help them continue to grow and to grow into those international markets to which Canada has an incredible reputation um, for, uh, you know, for for who we are, uh, our rules-based system, the quality and the high quality of our products, the way in which we do business. So, so there's lots to do. Mary, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I myself 
am a mix of a refugee from Hungary who came over in 56, mm -hmm. who uh, married my mom, an indigenous woman. So I, uh, again, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, a mixing pot of communities and, you know, international flavors all mixed here mm -hmm. in this great country. Yeah. So Mary, I need to know uh, something else about the export grant. I just learned about this mm -hmm. recently, thanks to the folks that granted. Um, so you also help Canadian homemade um, services I've learned about and products get promoted around the world. Uh, you know, yes. United States. So I, I actually, we just uh, uh, applied for uh, Western US. We want to promote our services to a certain part of America. And then you guys help them with, you help us all, I should be saying, with a, um, 75% of cost to export our product up to $100,000. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, so um, as I said, the job is start up, scale up, access new markets. And um, I have responsibility for the Canadian Trade Commissioner Service. They operate in 160 offices all around the world. They are Canada's best sales force. They operate on the ground. Their job is to hold your hand and uh, and to help you navigate, help you, you know, make those introductions, um, help you understand what the local rules might be in whichever, you know, whichever country. I mean, the U.S. of course is incredibly important. They are our largest trading partner. July first saw the arrival of a new, uh, you know, Canada U.S. Mexico trade mm -hmm. agreement, and just a little bit about how important trade agreements are. And I'm, you know, I, this is sort of a fact that I that I proudly promote because I think it's important. Canada is the only G7 country that has a free trade agreement with every other G7 country. Wow. We have multilateral uh, trade agreements in three really important economic zones that cover essentially 67% or 60 some odd percent of the world's economy. So we have what I just talked about, uh, the Kuzma, which covers North America with, mm -hmm. uh, with the U.S. and Mexico. We have a trade agreement that covers Europe called the called CETA. So this is Canada with a trade agreement with uh, the European Union. And we also have the CPTPP, which covers uh, a trade, a multilateral trade agreement in uh, in Asia Pacific with countries like Japan, like Malaysia, Singapore, Australia, New Zealand. Like so. So this is and and why are these important? Because for businesses, it's customers. These trade agreements gives Canadian businesses access to 1.5 billion customers in the global marketplace. Our trade commissioners exist across the world to help our businesses. I always say that the trade agreements is uh, the bridge and, uh, and, you know, and our trade commissioners or the trade accelerator programs of which I partnered with, um, with trade accelerator BC or nav, sorry, export navigator BC is, is who I partnered with. Um, helping Canadian businesses look at how they can grow and grow. I mean, Darren, your story is incredible. Like, I love the fact that you have created a business and that that business is, uh, is, is growing and growing beyond the Canadian borders, both in the UK as well as in the U S mm -hmm. and, uh, and in, you know, and in an area that is really sort of of the new economy as well. Mm -hmm. So the work very much is um, is for me and for our government to help our businesses and small and medium-sized businesses. I mean, um, I'm the Minister of Small Business. I'm also the Minister of International Trade. So that bridge between how we can help our businesses become more export ready, knowing what kind of markets they, they can go into, 
knowing how they can be supported, how I at the federal government work with my provincial colleagues to create some synergy so that at the end of the day, we're helping you and many, many others uh, like your business. Uh, so it's very exciting. Um, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to just keep uh, pedal to the metal on that work as we are safely restarting. Yeah. So I give, um, you know, kudos to groups like Granted and others that may be a aware of the grant. And then what I was amazed by was, again, being a small business owner, I was often intimidated by the grant process and, and intimidated by the federal government. But when I got on the phone with the, the Vancouver office who represents that grant and, and the and, you know, export um, support services, he was so helpful. He was actually giving me ideas and advice and asking me questions and, and his whole uh, positioning and agenda was not, oh, try to apply to me and I will hold my cards tightly. It was, hey, how do we make sure that your business is successful? And I was so encouraged by that. And, and I think other businesses across the country, um, I'd love for them to know that the offices are so helpful in looking for all of us to succeed. Well, thank you for that. And, um, and that is, uh, that's, that's our job. And we really do take pride, and I want to give a shout out to all of the civil servants um, across the country and certainly in Ottawa. I mean, during uh, COVID-19, um, we had to help Canadians, millions upon millions of Canadians. And the civil servants uh, who largely are not, um, are not uh, you know, the ones like me who are out, uh, you know, sort of front and centre speaking to Canadians... But they do do an enormous amount of work. Um, I think about uh, how quickly it was that they were able to get benefits, um, support to families or to individuals so that they had so that individuals could stay at home and didn't have to worry about how to put food on the table, how to pay for their rent. That happened because we have, you know, we have an extraordinary civil service. And I would say that at the federal level, but I would say that at all levels, these are people who are there whose uh, whose job it is to serve Canadians um, across the country so a lot of kudos to uh, to our public servants who have done just an enormous job at uh, at supporting Canadians and helping Canadians during COVID-19. Wow. So Mary you've, you've traveled across the country you, you've heard these stories you want to kind of give us maybe some of the stories you've heard uh, of people that have um, pivoted or been able to you know, really fight during this time and, and not just survive, but maybe thrive even uh, during this period. I think the thing that I want to sort of give the most shout out to is uh, the Made in Canada, Made in Canada uh, program, which really saw thousands upon thousands of Canadian companies stand up mm. to reposition, to pivot their manufacturing facilities, essentially. I mean, but also, um, um, you know, um, uh, alcohol distilleries, um, making hand sanitizers. I visited a company in my riding um, just a couple of weeks ago. And because of uh, COVID-19, of course, I'm not traveling. Uh, this is sort of the first one that I've been at, uh, but I've certainly been doing them virtually. Um, but it's a company who is a digital, uh, a digital marketing company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have clients which literally across, you know, sort of big clients, mm -hmm. uh, brand names. And in the past, they would do digital marketing. So you would walk into a big retailer and those big, beautiful, like sort of signs that you would see was what they did. Well, they pivoted their company and they're making face shields. They are making, wow. um, they are making um, the plexiglass uh, dividers for companies. So whether it's masks or, or, or other, you know, personal protective equipment, mm -hmm. Canadian companies have just absolutely shone through. 
And I'm just so proud to be can like I'm just so proud mm. of all of them, and I'm proud to be a Canadian. But the local bakery, yeah. female entrepreneur, yeah. she had five employees. Of course, had to close her doors because, uh, like many, well, like all Canadians who um, who all stood together as Team Canada to fight COVID nineteen, she did her part. But of course, here she has five employees. She didn't lay them off. She took our wage subsidy. She mm. qualified. She continued to pay for the bakers and her front office, uh, her front like so her counter staff, um, and uh, and the federal government paid seventy five percent of salary. She took the small business loan and therefore paid the other twenty five percent top up. So therefore, her employees, for all intents and purposes, were still getting paid the same that they did before COVID nineteen. Then she took a portion of that money in the loan and invested it on a new online ordering system. Wow. So she, so she, because her demand, her goods, the demand was still there. But in that early period, she, as an entrepreneur, decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to do my business. So she created a new online ordering system. Her frontline staff before now operates the ordering system. They have a curbside pickup. Like, so um, it's incredible. I mean, there's a company in BC that has developed um, an app, and uh, and how is that? What does that app for? It's to help create notification for people who are standing in line. So now, as we're safely starting to reopen, and um, and if whether you're standing in well, you're standing in line for you know to to get into a store because of physical distancing, and uh, and the safe environment that businesses are making for customers for their own staff and everything couple of really incredible young entrepreneurs created an app that people can download and uh, and it gives them instead of standing in line it gives you a ping so that you can go to the store when it's your turn so it's like a virtual line so like literally story after story that i'm seeing uh that uh, that of canadian entrepreneurialism ingenuity and i think we're going to see more of that Wow. And, and I love the fact that we have a you know, homemade uh, Shopify right here in Ottawa. Um, yes. Oh. People, are, people are leveraging that, which is great, yeah, going online and doing e-commerce. And, and tell me about your support of the Indigenous tourism outlets as well. Um, Keith was on the show recently and talked about it, but I just think you should, uh, I don't know, some, some encouragement there as well of what you've been able to do for the Indigenous groups across Canada. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, tourism has been absolutely hard hit as a result of COVID-19 and um, and so as a sector my colleague um, Minister Jolie is also responsible she's the tourism minister as well so we really do work at, in a team approach a whole of government approach to make sure that we really are being thoughtful about the kinds of businesses the differences the like you know small versus large, um, and just making sure that they are supported. So right now, throughout all of this, the supports that I talked about are there to help all businesses, including those that are in the tourism sector. Um, but for Indigenous entrepreneurs, getting access to capital, making sure that they are supported. So we have uh, my colleague, the Indigenous Services Minister, Minister Miller, um, announced uh, during COVID-19 additional supports to help Indigenous businesses get access to that capital and that support uh, through, um, you know, through the Aboriginal financial institutions, right? Yeah. Because uh, because this is this is our uh, effort to make sure that we continue to work um, with 
uh, with Indigenous people, with Indigenous organizations, in a way that uh, that that uh, in 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 a collaboration and in a partnership. Um, so more work to be done there, uh, certainly around the tourism sector. Um, but many businesses that I have talked to, we've all talked about the need to have safe restarts because that very important need to balance the health and safety of Canadians is very much, um, it continues to drive us because it has to. Um, we want to make sure that as we reopen, we are doing it safely. So ensuring businesses are supported, but balanced against um, what the health, you know, the health officials and what science is telling us um, is, is that, is that, uh, is that balance that we, that we aim to do uh, through this period. One of the grants that I love uh, that the government has is the training grant. So up to 60% of training per person, up to $10,000 a year for businesses who have been around for more than a year. It's incredible. We, we do a lot of the training. We've um, taken training and uh, leveraged the grant as well. Um, but those that are uh, businesses across Canada right now and are, and are hearing these stories, uh, they have a product or a service uh, and they're servicing Canada at the moment and they're thinking about going international. They're thinking about going to the States. What's your word of encouragement to them? What, what do you want to say to them who are kind of on the fence of saying, man, should I do it? Should I go for it? What do you got to say? Well, I think that uh, businesses are best positioned to sort of know where that market might be. And we're here to sort of provide that help. So if you think you should uh, do it, then you should go and absolutely look into it ab and, you know, and stay tuned for sort of more on that. But right now uh, we already partner with, um, you know, with uh, expert navigators. So the trade accelerator program, the TAP program that we offer through um, the World Trade Center. So mm -hmm. in uh, sort of in the greater, in the lower mainland, I think it's operated by uh, through the Vancouver Board of Trade. Uh, so have a look. Uh, Export Development Canada has sort of a trade, you know, sort of export 101, uh, you know, sort of video. So go and have a look at that. Uh, get in touch. Uh, honestly, I mean, get in touch with uh, with my office or get in touch with the Trade Commissioner Service as well, um, because there are resources. And I think that uh, as I sort of often talk about this, um, we will continue to do a better job and because uh, it's just a work in progress to make sure that uh, that these various supports are made available in an easy way for our small and medium sized businesses. We're going to keep doing that. But uh, but my advice is, uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, the one thing I would say um, during this time, it has been very difficult for a lot of businesses mm -hmm. and uh, it has been very stressful. It um, businesses uh, are operating and, you know, imagine a woman entrepreneur who is wearing many hats right now and needs to worry about caregiving or childcare and uh, working from home. So also running their enterprise. Mm -hmm. And so it has been it has been very hard and I don't want to at all diminish how difficult it has been. So, you know, I say that because entrepreneurs and business owners are also creative. They're dynamic. They're constantly looking for solutions. And. Sometimes, and certainly businesses that I've talked to have said, it's been very hard to kind of get into that mode, that creative mode, that yeah. uh, because because of the very practical issues that they've, uh, the practicalities of life that they're trying to manage through. So what I would say to those businesses and those entrepreneurs, um, mm -hmm. we're here and we've got your back. Uh, keep at it and uh, reach out for, you know, reach out for that support um, and uh, and we'll get through this together. But uh, but I don't want people to not 
you know, kind of be able to dig deep into what is what makes entrepreneurs so great, which is which is that 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 entrepreneurialism, that sense, that sensibility, that uh, creativity. And uh, and and I've also seen um, uh, I was on a Facebook uh, live not that long ago. It was from a group of entrepreneurs in Alberta that reached out. Mm -hmm. And you know what they decided to do? It was a couple of entrepreneurs that uh, that was sharing information and they were supporting each other. And then all of a sudden it just became a it became a network of mm. it became a network of small business owners that wanted to support each other and they reached out and and my advice to them is my advice to the entrepreneurs and the business owners um, look for those supports um, they're 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 in your community and uh, and if they're not sort of reach out to us because we're going to need you we're going to need you because you are the like small businesses are the economic engines of this country and and we're going to need you uh but we need to have your back so let's do this together and, and mary i think it goes without saying um you are like many other canadians you're working from as much as your background is amazing and you've set up you're working <laughs> from your kitchen table at your home right yeah, now yeah. um yes so you know you know what it's like you you you've walked in our shoes you you grew up with an entrepreneurial family and and I feel like you have so much empathy towards us and what we're going through. Well, we all do. It's uh, it is an unprecedented time. I've been trying to find a different word for unprecedented. I can't because it is unprecedented. Yeah. We are in a global pandemic, and uh, Canadians. And I want to thank Canadians. It has mm -hmm. taken Canadians working as Team Canada to flatten this curve. It's going to take us all as Team Canada to get to a safe restart. Mm -hmm. It's going to take us as Team Canada to get onto that growth uh, domestically, but also internationally. And, uh, and, and it has been difficult for, for, for many. And, uh, but we're all adapting. We are all being resilient. It's incredible that I do cabinet meetings from my home. I do, you know, we have virtual parliament and, you know, I do that from home. I've had, uh, as I said to you earlier, I've uh, I've hosted a international meeting of the Ottawa Group, which is you know which is uh, a number of about thirteen countries that are like-minded countries, uh, looking uh, you know sort of working together to ensure that our global supply chains uh, continue to uh, stay open um, and working together. I've done a G20. I've done I've done two G G20 meetings uh, digitally. So uh, so I hope some of the really good things that we have also found in ways of working together uh, through COVID-19 also helps us be better as well. But it isn't without its challenges. And, and I want to thank businesses and entrepreneurs for everything that you have done and to weather through this. And, uh, and for those that are training people like you are supporting each other, keep doing that because, uh, because uh, Canadians are pretty awesome and we are going to get through this together. And those that are listening and maybe have heard about these grants for the first time or are having trouble uh, applying for the grants or accessing them, we're going to have links uh, in the bio, in the, the notes here, right in the podcast, whatever you're listening to, if you're watching the show, um, just to make sure that you've got the resources to support you. And one thing here is proof in the pudding. Um, Mary is available. Her office is available to support. Offices right across the country are available to support you in the work that you're doing. Indeed. Indeed. I was doing an ask me anything uh, every week at the, at the height of all of this on Instagram. And um, and so every week, religiously, I mean, people would send in questions and and uh, and and I would sort of record the answers. And I think we've uh, we we aren't doing them as frequently. And that's and you know what? 
that's a positive thing. A positive thing because we're not getting the volume of, of uh, you know, of requests in the same way we did uh, a couple of months ago. But know that we are here. We will continue to be here, and uh, we'll continue to work uh, to support our, to support Canadians, to support our workers, and to support small businesses. Uh, indeed, all businesses uh, in this country. Mary, I think we just need to do a little virtual cheers here with our coffee mugs. I like your little parliament cheers. mug here. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's great talking to you. And, uh, and I look forward to, you know, let's do it again. Let's do it again at some point uh, down the road. Be great. Um, thanks, everyone, for coming to Marketing Jam. Uh, this is Mary Ng, uh, Member of Parliament, uh, has an amazing portfolio, a vital portfolio for small businesses right across the country. Uh, for your small business locally, what, uh, whether you're a bakery or whether you've got a product that you want to export, um, it's been a joy to have her on the show. And again, I hope that one day we have her on the show again and we talk about um, the stories of resiliency, the stories of hope, and the stories of even the new businesses that were created during this time because of creativity and uh, kind of the creations that were forged in the fire of COVID. Thanks everyone for joining us this week on Marketing Jam. We'll see you next week on The Jam. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.